Yeah. So some people go to college for, you know, four, eight years. I went to, you know, I went to work in a grocery store in a Bed Bath & Beyond for 20 years. Now that sounds like a PhD in retail. What does 20 years of real life experience do for an entrepreneur who sees an opportunity in the developing industry? It's episode nine of our season of entrepreneurship, and we're going to be talking to a retail expert who is building an empire in the cannabis industry. Let's do this. Today, we're going to meet Rich Gonzalez, founder and creator of Chill Steel Pipes. We'll get to the cannabis and pipes thing in a minute. You're going to have to hear his backstory first. Rich started his retail career as a teenager in a grocery store in Chicago. By the time he was 19, he was managing a local salad bar. That sounds small, right? Think of it this way. While some of his friends were in their first semester at college, Rich was in charge of inventory operations and profit and loss of a major department of that store. A few years later, as his friends were graduating, Rich was already six figures as a store manager in charge of every department. All of that immersion into grocery retail is ultimately what made him so successful. He knows everything about packaging, inventory, marketing, and stocking. After a decade in the grocery industry, Rich started a consultancy that helps new brands get their goods on the shelves at Walmart. Remember the salad bar? Rich's biggest sale for a Walmart client was worth $10 million. I could go on. Rich moved to home goods, designing water bottles and spatulas that are probably in your kitchen right now. I know I have one. I know you're thinking, what does this have to do with cannabis? Well, I don't know why I'm telling you the story when Rich can tell it better. Rich, the mic is yours. So um, my name is Rich Gonzalez, and uh, I'm the creator, uh, inventor of Chill Steel Pipes. Um, the Chill Steel Pipe is a brand new kind of smoking apparatus um, for hemp and other um, uh, combustible, consumable uh, materials, I guess you could say, right? Um the device uh, is a double wall vacuum insulated stainless steel smoking apparatus. So, in other words, um, it's just like your 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 favorite uh, insulated water bottle, steel insulated water bottle, um, where it'll keep uh, it'll keep your ice cold, your water ice cold for hours and hours on end. So, the advantages of that for people that consume um, smokable products uh, is that it it cools down the smoke and makes it. Uh, less harsh on your lungs, those kind of things. And it actually kind of sort of brings out flavor profiles uh, of whatever you're consuming. Um, so I have two patents on the device. The first is for the vacuum insulation of a metal smoking apparatus. And the second one, uh, I know uh, this is just a recording, but if you look on the inside here, uh, see how it's white? Um, well, so that's a ceramic interior. So that's my second patent is a, any sort of ceramic or nonstick coating inside of a smoking apparatus. So the device cleans and smokes just like uh, just like a glass, uh, a smoking apparatus would, or or some people uh, would call them a bong, right? Um, so I came I came to the idea of this product um, from my from my previous career at a company called Core Home. Um, Core Home is uh, is a housewares company. Um, housewares. Some people don't really understand that term. It's basically, it covers anything from home decor um, to uh, bathroom ensembles, your tissue holder and your wastebasket to uh, spatulas and frying pans and uh, cutlery and food storage. So all of those things are kind of the housewares category. Um, so Core Home, it's only, uh, that company is only about uh, 10 or 11 years old now. Uh, I started with the company when they were only uh, about four years old, and uh, and I, I was with that when I first started with that company. We had I don't know maybe five or six employees, and then in my six year tenure with them, um, uh, you know, I played a role in helping grow that company to where it is today. Um, you know, it's in the uh, it's in the uh, nine figure uh, sales yearly sales range, and they now have like a hundred employees. Um, you know, uh, on average, twenty five thousand SKUs at any given time. Um, we 
design and, and manufacture for every retailer in the world. So essentially with that company, uh, one of the, one of my first projects with the company was helping to create their water bottle brands. So the first water bottle brand that Core Home came out with is called Mana Hydration. Um, Mana Hydration, uh, pretty much exploded right, right off the bat. Um, Core Home, Core Home's kind of secret sauce is making boring stuff cool, right? Like they make the coolest spatulas in the coolest colors. Before Core Home, when you walked into Bed Bath & Beyond, you would see kitchen utensils and they were all black or or maybe you might see a red spatula. After Core Home came onto the scene, now you see there's... And all the stores have it now, really colorful kitchen utensils, that kind of thing. So that kind of thing comes from Core Home. That's, the, that would dro- that's what drove that change in the marketplace was Core Home. And we did the same thing with the water bottle brand, uh, Monohydration. Um, and while I was while I was helping develop that brand, that's when I had the idea for the chill. Because when I was younger, when I was a kid, I was a you know, uh, you know, I was I've been to thirty six Grateful Dead shows. You know, I, I you know I was a, I was a I was a hippie basically. You know, so that's how I had the idea was was from Core Home. Uh, Core Home is an amazing company. Uh, basically, the the two owners of that company, it's a privately owned company. They they taught me pretty much everything I know. Uh, when it comes to manufacturing and distribution, um, they're very supportive of uh, of my endeavor uh, here. You know, um, just all around, all around, great guys, great company. Most people, uh, most people in the U.S. Uh, actually, most people in North America, uh, at least that I meet, um, and it's probably true, own something that I have had uh, some sort of hand in in designing or manufacturing or or so, some some element of that item. Um, the reason for that is just because we're so uh, we're so skew intensive, right? So we did uh, we did private label for companies like Target, Walmart, Bed Bath and Beyond, and then we also had you know dozens of our own brands. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that's the that's the gist of it. I uh, my I started out uh, if we want to go way back, yeah. So I mean I guess I guess I should have started um, you know I should have started the story I guess way back from. You know my beginning years. Like I started out, I started out bagging groceries when I was 15 years old. Um, I, I worked my way up in the grocery industry very quickly. So by the time I was 19 years old, I know it sounds kind of cheesy or whatever, but when I was 19 years old, I was the salad bar manager. It sounds like it's like you know, uh, salad bar manager, you know, big deal, whatever. But I was in charge of ordering inventory and and you know all those kind of things. It's a pretty big responsibility. So as a teenager, as a teenager, you know that's what I was doing. By the time I was 21, I was a store manager um, uh, in the you know for a grocery store chain called Jewel Foods out in Chicago. Um, you know, by the time I was 25, uh, you know all of my friends were kind of just starting to get out of college, that kind of thing. And I already had you know six figure salary as a store manager, and you know I never went to college. You know, grocery. I grew up in grocery, right? So. I was in the grocery business for a little over 10 years. Um, literally worked every single position there could possibly be in the grocery business. Kind of, you know, just learned that's that that part of retail. So I've it, when it comes to grocery, I know, you know, every kind of packaging that's come through, every kind of product that's come through, what's worked with customers, what hasn't worked with customers, you know, that kind of thing. Then I moved over to the house, the home goods industry. Basically, I took a position with Bed Bath & Beyond and I moved to Northwest Arkansas. Um, you know, I, again, I worked for Bed Bath for about 10 years and I did the exact same thing. You know, I just kind of soaked in all the knowledge, you know, and, uh, and living in Northwest Arkansas, I hadn't planned on it, but you know, Walmart at that time, they only had five or 600 stores and obviously they, you know, exploded in growth. And in my last couple of years in Northwest Arkansas, uh, you know, that's when I saw kind of the opportunity. There was a there was a need for um, there was a need for somebody to understand what works in retail. Um, you know, to get into Walmart essentially. So because I lived where I lived and I had the relationships that I had, and then I had the product knowledge and uh, you know that kind of thing from basically being twenty years in retail. You know, I just married the two together and started this this consulting company. Uh, I got my, you know, my first big break. Um, you know, my first big sale to Walmart was over over a ten million dollars sale, and uh, and then and then I connected with Core Home, and and uh, that was my that was my teaching, right? And and you know that's just how I've been through my whole life is uh, is I've always uh, 
I've always kind of believed uh, you only get out of something what you put into it. You know, I mean, working in retail, honestly, everybody, anybody who's worked in retail or in food knows that it's it's tough. It, it kind of sucks. You know, like, you know, you can have angry customers and you have, you know, products that, you know, expire and, you know, there's all kinds of, all kinds of problems. But, you know, I never looked at it that way. I always looked at it as what, you know, what can I learn? What can I learn from this? What am I learning? You know, I always, I always dove right in and I was, you know, instead of hating my manager and hating my boss, I always just tried to learn exactly what they were doing and tried to do better, right? Try to figure out ways to do better than what they were doing. Uh, you know, and that's, that's just my personality, you know? Um, and, and, and then I just continued that with core home. You know, I had, when I took the position at core home, I, uh, I had no intentions of honestly ever leaving that I really to this day. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm no longer employed there, but, um, you know, I love, I still feel a deep connection, um, with that company and with the owners of that company. Um, and I, I didn't think I would ever leave there to be quite honest. This, 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 this invention just sort of, uh, just sort of happened. And I, and it just so happened that I soaked up all the knowledge to make it all happen on my own. So, so here I am basically. So what did Rich do? He designed two new products, a double-wall, vacuum-insulated, stainless steel smoking apparatus. Yeah, it's a bong. And he got patents for them. And then he went to a cannabis convention in Las Vegas where he and his company basically blew up. I wanted to hear more about the convention, see how it went. What it's like to work in a developing industry, especially one with an ever-changing legal system. And how he's leveraging his experience in retail to help other entrepreneurs get up and running. He's got a phenomenal story, so I reached out to hear all about it. Let's start at the ending. You know, what happened in Vegas? I heard you went to a show. How was it? Uh, sure, yeah. I went to, uh, we had our launch, like our official launch in Las Vegas at the Champs Trade Show. Um, it's a counterculture kind of show. It's, uh, it's pretty much the, it's, it's the biggest show in the, in the ancillary cannabis space. Uh, ancillary cannabis meaning uh, non-flower touching um, so, you know, bongs, bowls, uh, you know, uh, dab rigs, that kind of thing. Uh, the launch was extremely successful. So, uh, uh we had a great, great show, huge, huge, like unbelievable response from the audience. Um, the, uh, the, awesome. the booth, the booth that I brought to the show, it wasn't like, uh, you know, I, I've been in the, I've been in this, I've been in the manufacturing and design space, um, you know, for a long time. So I showed up in a new, basically in a, in a new vertical, but with all of the experience, et cetera, of a different vertical. So when I dropped in, you know, usually guys, uh, that, that start in a, you know, have a startup, they'll, they'll come in with a little 10 by 10 booth and it'll be a little tablecloth with a, their logo oh, or yeah. something. I've and, seen you know, those. I, I, yeah. And I came in with, you know, uh, a full scale, you know, like I'd been in the business for 40 years kind of situation. Oh, so you went all out. Yeah. I brought in, uh, brought in 125 new designs. Um, we did like a 20 by 20 space. Uh, then we, we ended up, uh, sponsoring the official after party, uh, who Afro oh, man, cool. I don't know if you know, you know who Afro man is. Uh, Ever heard that song? Music? Cause I got high. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he was like the headliner at that show. Um, oh, that's had, crazy! In Las Vegas, you can't consume cannabis uh, anywhere but your home. So that's how the laws are there, or at least in a um, in a private space. So we rented a bus and popped <laughs> it outside of the after party and had an after party party, um, there you which was go. pretty sweet. We put, so that was we the after a- after party. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. yeah. So we put the uh, we put the chill um, my product on the uh, on the bus, and and people got to use it, and we got some great great feedback there as well. I mean, just when people use the product, um, that it's game over. I you know they they fall in love with it. Uh, it's it's really unlike anything in the marketplace. It's unlike any anything that anybody has ever used before. Uh, I mean, I was even. I was blown away when I got my first sample, my first functioning sample after, you know, two years of R and D, uh, and I used it for the first time. I was floored. I couldn't wait to share it with the world, basically, because it just—it's a—it's a game changer. If you're a consumer, um, it's a game changer. That's that's. I, it's the, there's no other way to 
to put it other than that. You know, it's just, uh, it's a game changer. Yeah. That's awesome. So sounds like you had a good time. Sounds like your um, potential partners and, and customers might've had a, had a fun time as well. Um, I recently went to an event um, myself. It was the first one I've gone to in this post COVID world. Um, in your perspective, was there anything different that you noticed this year compared to other years? I mean, this is your first time, you know, representing your your company, obviously, but you've you've been in this space before. Was there anything like different about sure. how um, how the booths were, how things were set up? Sure. So for Vegas at the at the time of the event, um, they hadn't, you know, the mask mandates, et cetera, had gone away. Um, they, they've since reinstituted them, and actually, that that killed the last uh, the last day of the show. But yeah. Um, but for those uh, first few days when everything was kind of back to normal, that show was sold out. Um, wow. You, know, you couldn't you couldn't get a booth space there, and it was so busy that. We didn't even like me nor the people that I hired or my business partner had time to even eat uh, throughout the day. We had to send, we had to, we had to hope that we would see somebody we knew to send him to go get us a bottle of water. Like that's how, that's how slammed we were from wow. open to close of the show, uh, which was, it was amazing. Um, yeah, it's, uh, that show was great. Since then, we've done, we did a, another champ show actually in Atlantic City. Uh, which was uh, two two weeks ago, and that show was quite the opposite. It was in uh, it was in New Jersey, so they had the you know they had the indoor uh, like the government facilities are still doing the mask mandates. Yeah. So I think that kept a lot of people away. And then you had uh, it was the first week of school um, yeah, for the area, so that kept people away. And then of course there was the hurricane, which you know was like the nail in the coffin that just said you know <laughs> and, and that show was that show was pretty 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 slow. Um, you know, we had some good quality people come through that trade show. Um, the people that did come were serious about uh, about doing business, which was great. Um, but it would definitely traffic wise, it was a, a one one thousandth of what what Vegas was. I think everybody for Vegas, I think everybody was just excited to get back uh, back to working and finding new yeah. products. And you know, those retailers are. Are, are hunting for new products. They've they've been shut down for a while, and uh, they're opening up, and you know, and they want to get back to business. Yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. Um, you mentioned that you took a different a different approach with your your booth setup. You know, as a startup, you didn't start with the ten by ten. Um, you went crazy and did the twenty by twenty. Um, what what were some of the other booths like? Did you see like the setups were were they like those big shebangs? Like you go to some of these things and you see like it's one mm-hmm. tablecloth and like a guy with a you know couple pens on the table, and then you see people that went all out and spent like two hundred thousand dollars on flat screens and like a point of sale and racks and stuff. Like, what was the mix like, and and what was your approach? Sure. So um, in general, you know, I I come from the housewares industry, which is. Um, which is essentially, uh, can you hear those dogs barking in the background? Are they ruining Just it? a little bit. Hold on, let me close this. Let me see if it closes. Okay. That's what's great about working from home, you know? Oh, you yeah. Dogs. My dog barking. has bronchitis, oh, so she's she's usually like dying in the background. She's not today, so... Yeah. It's fine. So, so my question was like, how did you stand out um, from the crowd? Uh, so, okay. So, what I was saying was um, essentially, I come from the housewares industry. I was, you know, I was a part of one of the largest companies uh, in that space. So, you know, my through my journey with that company, we started out with uh, with like a twenty. I think it was. Uh, actually, it was like a 30 by 40 structure, right? When I first started with that company. Um, and when I left that company, my structure was 7,000 square feet. It was 70 by 100. Um, you know, wow. it was a giant, giant space. Um, for that show, I would be in the... Uh, I would I would go out to Chicago for that show. It was called the International Houseware Show. And I would go out to that show um, for 30... I'd be there for 30 days. So uh, I would get there... Wow. 
you know, we would unload our, we would, I'd had five or six full semis. They would pull into the, uh, they would pull into the, uh, McCormick place and I would direct basically all of the stuff to come off of the truck. And then we'd build the booze from the inside out and merchandise it. And it took, it took about uh, two weeks, uh, for the build, then a week of show. And then basically a few days to, uh, to close it all down. Um, this industry, however, it's, it's, it's in its infancy. Um, so the cannabis space is, is literally like a, a blank slate right now. Um, there aren't many, there aren't many, uh, at least in the, in the ancillary space. So you, you go to a show like, uh, um, that's more of the flower touching space. That's where all of the money, that's where all the, everybody's investing, uh, in that side of the business. Um, so those shows you'll see, you know, big structures, you know, you know, people spending hundreds of thousand dollars on the show, that kind of thing. And the ancillary space, um, it's kind of at this point, and it's why I got into the space at this point. Um, it's, there's not a lot of money flowing into it. And so you have a few kind of bigger players that have, that have figured that out over the last, you know, 10 years and they've kind of cornered that market and they have these big, beautiful structures and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, they look like they would, uh, the auto show or, or any other mainstream industry, you know, but there aren't yeah. many of them, you know, most, most of the guys that are out there, they're in a space that's, uh, that's still federally illegal. Right. So, um, does it's the ancillary product, does the ancillary product fall into that category of like the yeah, it's, gray it's market illegal? Yeah. So technically, you know, a lot of this stuff is federally illegal because it's considered paraphernalia. Paraphernalia is illegal in the U.S. Um, if it's used oh, wow. for, if it's, if it's solely used for the consumption of an illegal substance, it's, it's, it's not federally legal. Um, now there's a lot of, you know, the, hemp is 100% legal across the United States. So now it's super gray because some of these items, people are consuming uh, flour, hemp, for the CBD properties of it and other cannabinoids. Um, so you're talking about, uh, uh, for instance, my item, uh, it could certainly be used for, and that's, you know, that's the way we promote it and want it to be seen as it's for hemp consumption at this time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of these, a lot of these guys there, it's, it's a, it's a struggle. It's hard to even get a credit card company. Um, you know, uh, I pay an extra two and a half percent just to get uh, just to get a credit card company to uh, process my cards just because of the industry um, so all, there's all of there's there's a huge deck uh, stacked up against uh, everybody in this space and so a lot of these guys a lot of these up-and-comers you know it's they run into that brick wall and they don't know where to go and they don't have the kind of experience that I have where I you know understand the marketplace and and how to you know and how to how to make these kind of shows come together and happen. Uh, so, you know, um, I differentiated myself just simply out of almost pure luck that I came from an industry where I was already well-versed in all of these things. Um, the ancillary space, there's nobody, there's nobody really out there helping these people, these startups. Um, and you know, that's, that's where my, that's where me and my business partners, uh, second business, uh, that's the second business I have. We, we, uh, have an incubator that helps these startups, uh, come to market. Um, that's since, awesome. Yeah, so I've actually brought uh, at the Champs Trade Show. Not only did we launch Chill, but I also brought uh, a company called Bowls B O W L Z. They are a uh, a magnetic bowl piece for um, uh, that you would place on a uh, on a smoking apparatus like the Chill. Um, it basically it comes apart easily for easy cleaning, and another one called the Clinger, which I know this is audio, but. Um, this thing is called the clinger. So it holds both a Bic lighter or a clipper lighter. And then it also holds two pre-rolls and it's waterproof and scent proof. So oh, wow. like this guy, were these things when I was younger, we didn't have any right? of this. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so these guys, um, you know, for instance, clinger, these guys were literally, uh, uh, selling these from his, he was selling these from his apartment in Manhattan. And, uh, and he was doing pretty well, um, but we reached out to him, and it turned out, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't getting the best deal on manufacturing. He didn't really understand distribution. He was just kind of crushing it uh, from a B to C point, uh, you know, business side. Um, you know, just word of mouth, just kind of a side hustle. Uh, so we, you know, we re- helped him redesign his product a little bit, 
and uh, and brought it to market, and he did very very well at that show. So uh, you know you're going to see hundreds of thousands of these uh, uh, out in the marketplace coming up soon. Um, we have about ten, eight, nine. Uh, we just brought on a tenth a tenth company essentially uh, of in of, the incubator. In the incubator, yeah, we just took on the tenth company. Um, those were the first two products that we kind of got to market or, or have, have been brought to market already. And we're working on more. So uh, my goal in this industry is essentially just to help as many of these entrepreneurs as I can. Um, you know, I, I found that there's nobody in this space really helping these people. Um, and it's because everybody's, you know, everybody's going after that, uh, that golden goose egg, which is the, the flower side of the business. And, uh, yeah, it's, and it's it left seems this like opportunity if- for me to help people. It seems like if, you know, if they succeed and you succeed, it's a win-win, right? Because yep. it brings, it brings like, I don't know, it brings some like credence to you guys showing up at that show. Like it isn't about flower. It's not about that. Um, but it could still be an important and lucrative business. So uh, I applaud you for that. That's, that's exciting to not only help yourself, obviously with your background, but to, you know, open it up to others. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's, you know, that's what it's all about. My business partner and I, so my, my business partner, he's been on the digital side in the cannabis space for a few years now, a couple of years now. He has a website. He started a website called BudsFeed, B-U-D-S-F-E-E-B. Oh, yes. Um, and so uh, if it wasn't for BudsFeed and me connecting with Justin, I wouldn't have had the marketing side that I have now. Um, and if it wasn't for me, uh, Justin wouldn't have the uh, manufacturing and distribution ca- capabilities and design capabilities that he has now, right? So, but really, we kind of stumbled into this incubator uh, thing just uh, out of happenstance. It was just he had all of these great um, entrepreneurs out there that were just, you know, rubbing two nickels together, trying to make things happen. Uh, and he was able to, he was, you know, his skill set is to be able to market those people. And once I connected with them and, and we brought the chill to the marketplace, we realized that our two skill sets together um, are, you know, powerhouse for these, for these little guys. And, uh, and so what we do is we take a, we, instead of taking any money from these companies up front, we don't ask for any money. We, uh, we just trade equity um, for, uh, for our services. So uh, we basically uh, do a pre-money valuation of, of the company because all of them are literally startups. So they don't really have a, uh, you know, you can't give them a proper valuation, but we kind of give them our estimated pre-money uh, valuation. And then we tell them essentially how much time it's going to take for us to help them come to market. And then that's how we make the value exchange. So we say we're giving, you know, X amount of dollars worth of work, sweat equity, uh, and we'll take a percentage of your company. And then, uh, and then that, that's it in a nutshell. So they don't have to, uh, you know, they don't have to break the bank to bring their bring their products to market. That's awesome. That's amazing. Truly, truly amazing. So you Thanks. you touched on something and I want to kind of I want to kind of go back to that. You mentioned that it's what is it 2% more expensive for you to swipe a credit oh, yeah. card? Yeah, at least it's like two and a half. Two and a half. That's insane and it's just because of the product that you're selling. So Correct. You know, you you just had a successful show. People love the product obviously. You brought in some of your um, brands from the incubator. That's great. How the heck are you going to sell and distribute these things and still make money? You know, you're, you're shelling out an extra two and a half percent on swiping just the credit card. I'm sure there's premiums elsewhere. Um, like oh, yeah. what does that look like? And, and how are you going to, how are you going to sell and distribute this without breaking the bank? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we partnered with great companies like ship hero, obviously to, uh, to, no way. Um, Who are they? <laughs> a little, a little plug for you there, right? Um, yeah. But Shapiro has been great, and they do, uh, they do everything from assembly for us all the way to um, uh, picking and packing uh, individual direct consumer orders, and they also pack uh, all of our wholesale orders for us. So they palletize for us and get all that stuff moving out, and all of it, uh, all of it is in a what's the best way to put it? Um, it's all. The, the financial component of it is packaged in a way that I can plan my costs. 
um, which is for a small business uh, like myself. Um, I mean, we're doing pretty good volume now, but we're still in the in the big scheme of things. We're a tiny, tiny, tiny business, right? Um, but uh, it makes it so I can I can plan things and I don't have to worry about that component. Uh, as far as other uh, you know other sides of the business, um, you know, it really just comes down to I could go I could talk for hours about how distribution channels work and um, you know shipping from overseas and all of these things. But uh, we can do know, a side but, B for that one. We can yeah, right. We we would need to do a side People B. Would but love essentially, that. People would love that. Essentially, it comes down to um, experience. Uh, you know, I've done it. Uh, you know, uh, most people in North America own something that I've either designed uh, or had a part in designing or um, manufacturing and distributing. You know, so you're that's talking, a big statement. That's a big statement. Name drop yeah. something. Like, what, what, yeah, what it's very you, true. If you go, what do I have if, that you've you've made? I know okay. I have it. Sure. Uh, show show me show me your kitchen, and I and I'll and I'll show you something that I made. If you own a let's see, if you go into Bed Bath and Beyond, all the bamboo cutting boards that are in there, I have one of that's those. That's something that I made. Go into <laughs> Bed Bath and Beyond. All of the you know how they have the colorful kitchen utensils. They used to all come in a little spinner basket. Yeah. So I you know I I had a part I have one of, of those creating those shapes, the shapes, two the things colors. so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so shapes, colors, and even actually the display fixtures that those things are displayed on. That's something I literally sketched up on the uh, uh, on the back of a uh, of a notebook piece of paper that was all crumpled up. Right. Um, go into um, and and again, some of this stuff isn't. I mean, all of this stuff. I should say, I'm not trying to take credit for all yeah. of it in, in any way. But it's you know some, something that either I was a part of the component of it or. Uh, or I literally, you know, sketch it up and work with a designer to to make it. So I can't say that every one of these items is one that I personally made. Um, but you, let's say you go you go into Target, right? Uh, the whole the retailer yep. Target, and you I go might have up been there to before. yeah. So Once there's in the houseware section. There's usually a table with a bunch of cute matching items that comes in and out seasonally, right? Um, mm-hmm. So our Target team uh, in in my last company, they. They were the ones that worked with Target to to design and, and make a lot of that stuff. Um, go into uh, go into Walmart. There's a water bottle brand called Tall Hydration. Um, that's a brand uh, that was a spinoff of Mana Hydration. Mana Hydration. You go into any major retailer in North America, and you'll see Mana Hydration. Um, so literally t- uh, hundreds hundreds of millions of stainless steel vacuum insulated water bottles are out there. Um, from those two brands, or uh, Brooklyn Steel Cookware, which is in uh, Walmart, or Time and Table, which is again in uh, in Walmart. I, I can go on. I can go on and on. But everything from if you went into you a, know what you're uh, doing. What's that? You know what you're doing. I mean, I, I think oh, that that yeah. that yeah, side yeah, of the business that's the that's the easy part, I guess, for you. For most people, yeah. you know, the sourcing, manufacturing, doing that at scale, prototyping. That's the the hardest part of the business, and I'm sure it's not easier because you've done it before. You just know what to look out for. Um, exactly, it comes down to experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but I, it and seems I gained... like oh god, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say it. It seems like what what is hard for most people is is coming easy for you, but the easy part, like I need to accept credit cards, so let me get a payment processor. That's hard for you, and it's it's not because yeah. of your lack of experience, but it's because of what you're doing. That that's interesting to me. I find that that super interesting, and I'm sure, um, you know, you you probably had issues finding like warehouses that would help you, or or like shipping carriers, or at least maybe not your product, but maybe some of the incubator brands, because you know a lot of shipping carriers and it won't touch this stuff too. Just like your yep. payment processors won't. It's because that it's just a gray area. That's yep. Very interesting. Yeah, it's been, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I started out, and I guess this is going way back, but my experience doesn't come ju- just from, I guess you would say, uh, uh, the manufacturing side and, and, and the last company that I was with. Uh, you know, I, I started, I didn't go to college. So, um, you know, I went to, I, I shouldn't say that. I went to college. I took, uh, I think I took poetry 101. I think I took gym and I think I took like a math class and I showed so up like for the, the real core classes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, college just wasn't for, uh, for me, you know, college is very important for people that to me that want to become doctors, lawyers, 
you know, these kind of trades where you have to have the school to, to know it. It just wasn't for me. So my college was the retail industry. Um, so I started out bagging groceries when I was uh, 15 years old. And, uh, and, you know, I think I met that's, I had a store manager and he kind of set my, uh, he kind of set my like standards for work ethic, I guess you could say. Right. Uh, you know, I was young, I was pretty impressionable. Um, and you know, he just taught, I, I, I can't remember his exact words, but it, it basically it was to the effect, his, his attitude was always to the effect. It doesn't matter how small or silly your job might be, you know, learn everything there is to learn about it and, and do the best you can at it. And, and you're going to, and you're going to build a skill set along the way. And so that's kind of the attitude I've always had any, you know, I, I work for a grocery store chain called Jewel Foods in outside of Chicago. Um, for 10 years, absorbed everything there is about the grocery industry. You know, I'm, I'm a certified food handler, um, you know, like uh, FDA requirements. Uh, if you need to know something mm-hmm. about produce, I can tell you anything there is to know about produce, just like I can tell you anything there is to know about uh, uh, items in the houseware space or at Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, Don't I challenge did, me, uh, I will. <laughs> great, let's you. do it. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's do it. What do you got? You got some questions? No. Uh, okay. No, um, all right. Fine. Uh, I'll think of something. If you come up Let's with going. yeah, if you come up with one, holler at me. Uh, I, I can certainly answer it for you. Uh, like how to if you need to pick some ripe fruit or something, I'll, I'll help you out. Okay. Um, then I went on and I I had I worked for Hobby Lobby for a very very short time, a few months. Um, but uh, I moved on to Bed Bath and Beyond. And I worked for Bed Bath and Beyond for ten years, and again, I literally did everything I could to absorb all of the knowledge I could about. Uh, the products, the logistics, the operation side, everything about how that business ran. So, like, I know everything there is about bed sheets, you know, towels, uh, stand mixers, coffee makers. Um, but not only along the way did I learn about the different products, but I also learned, um, and this was this was something that I didn't realize until I got into the manufacturing side, was I learned what works and doesn't work at retail in store. So, you know, people have lots of great ideas. And they try lots of, I've seen lots of crazy packaging ideas and display ideas. I've seen literally a lifetime of them, you know, like uh, 30 years worth of them. Um, and I, and I see, and I've seen what works and what doesn't work. So, you know, the experience, it's not a, uh, that was my college is what I'm getting at, is what I'm yeah. getting at. Right. That was my, I had, I had 25 years of college. You know, some people go through uh, 15, 20 years of college to become a doctor. I did 25 years of college so that I could make bongs, right? So yeah, that's <laughs> that's what it comes down to. <laughs> I love it. Um, can you grab one? I know they're are those ones. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about those. I'm a very visual person. Sure, I got, uh, let's see. I got a whole bunch of different ones here. We got, uh, so this one is, this one is uh, what they call very UV. gold. So it's a, yeah, it's very gold, very shiny. Um, this is one of the new finishes I got coming out. I got it coming in a bunch of colors. I wish I had more samples here. They're all with my trade show booth, but I think you're going to love, hold on. I think you're going to love this one. And I figure you can edit all this time Fine. out. Um, let me find something good here. And you know what? This let, me, is- let me, do you mind if I shut this dog up? That's do fine. Okay. Just, I have I time. Like I told you I have time. Yeah. Hold on one second, because this is just annoying me. The editor will thank you. All right. You there? Yeah. The editor will thank us. I'm sure he won't be mad. Great. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what's going on up there. But they just you want to catch your breath for a sec? Bark for an hour straight. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, what, what were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> I yeah, wanted I to, I'm going to ask you questions about the product, but I'm so visual. And I actually, I've seen a couple pictures on the website, but you got them all behind you. So we might as well talk about them with, with them near you. So these are some new ones that are coming out. Oh, those are cool. Right? Those are very cool. 
What's so the two the, on the left have that UV. What's the painting? So is it like a powder coat? Is it like a treatment to the metal? Like what is that? So yeah, so I do all kinds of different finishes. There's probably 200 plus finishes that I can do. Um, they run anywhere from like the UV that you saw. Like these are glitter. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I do cool. these in a bunch of different colors. I do them in the pink and uh, I have one coming out called Cotton Candy. That's like a blue and, you know... Um, if you look at if you look at monohydration.com or look at monohydration bottles in in a store, you'll kind of see all of the kind of cool, fun finishes that we can. Do. And then this one, this one's my personal unit. That's it's a little dirty at the moment, but so I've also created connections so that you can put glass parts. So, so that um, was literally um, my question. So let me, yeah. I want to ask you then. So sure. how did you come up with this modular system? Explain to me and our listeners what the modular system is and like why why make it modular and what does that allow you to do both from a product perspective, but what does it allow your customers to do? Yeah, so the reason I did it in the first place, uh, to kind of two reasons. Number one, uh, I've been you know I'm a consumer uh, and I have been my whole life. You know, I used to I used to travel with the dead, right? So. Um, Gla- glass and like what they call heady glass and the and the whole uh, the, there's a whole subculture uh, around uh, glass and glass design glass mm-hmm. artists and they're all freaking like there's so many f- amazing artists out there and so one of my biggest concerns even when I just when this was just a glimmer in my eye and just an idea was that you know the glass community would kind of almost shun this right they'd be like yeah hey, it's not glass you know that kind of thing or or uh, or even, or even worse, uh, that that the product would become so successful that it would that it would hurt some of the glass yeah. um, artists that are out there, and that's not something that I wanted to do, right? So the initial idea was, okay, if I make this modular, then I can definitely make it so glass parts can be attached to it, and then I have a mixed media um, art platform essentially, right? And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I can I can show you some more. I can show you some more pictures actually. So I have artists out there that actually, I don't know if you've seen them. They people make like custom bottles. Like this is a custom, yeah, like, custom cup. You know, they, they make them, and and people are doing that with the chill. And so I'm working, and I can't drop names yet, but basically I'm working with some very prominent uh, glass um, artists and some very prominent other medium artists. So they're going to be design, putting designs on the chill, on the actual metal part, and the glass artist is going to be matching what they do. So we're going to have these... Wow. It's a, it's a whole new... So you're going to have the same design, but on two different medias? Yeah, exactly. Or or, two, cool. or at least that they they will just, uh, they will just match um, uh, they will just match uh, you know, the, the artistry. So they'll, they'll come together. Yeah. Like I have... Uh, this is one That's of the artists. She was sending me some cool. pictures of what she's working on today. Let's see if I can... All right. So like this is a neck. You see how it has the texture on it? Oh, yeah. And it's actually part of a dragon that she's doing. This is... The... That's so yeah. neat. And it's got like a little eyeball on there and a little claw. And so our... So this is also like sanctioned by you. Um, yeah, I know that well, like sanctioned. So yeah. the cup that you showed me, there's a there's a whole subculture of um, you know side hustles of of people that I know that take Starbucks cups and yep. like the the new Starbucks cup and they'll like modify them and it's not sanctioned by Starbucks. In fact, they they don't like that these creators go out and buy every cup from their store. Um, and like they, they basically just remove them from the market and it's like a, it's like a taboo where, you know, for me, I, I would think that Starbucks should be happy that it's being, you know, they're being bought at full price. They're more permeating the brand throughout, but it's kind of shunned upon. So the fact that you're inviting these creators in to come and, and kind of like customize your product, I think is personally, I think it's the best approach. Um, so yeah, that's that's, awesome. And that's. Yeah, that was, you know, that was the, oh, by the way, those color changing cups, those were created by, uh, you know, us. So, <laughs> yeah. And you can, you can actually get them right now at Costco for, I think they're $14.99 for a 24 But do they cup. have a green logo on it? No. So they don't count. No. Yeah. They have the mono logo on it, but you can just put your own, you know, other now logo. Now you can. But actually, uh, mono is sold at Starbucks. So you can't get mono hydration products at Starbucks. Oh, um, man. 
but anyways, going back, uh, so that was that was the idea. Is I wanted it to I wanted to make sure that I could include um, the glass artists, and and it actually involved it, it actually evolved into something uh, greater than that. Which is like I said, I have these artists on board that are super stoked. I it was one of my biggest fears was that uh, was that the glass community would kind of almost shun it, but it's been it's been the opposite. So the second reason I made it modular. Uh, was for uh, the retailers. So all of the, you know, mm-hmm. all of the smoke shops across the country that sell these types of items, you know, if they buy, if, if somebody buys a stainless steel, one of these, they, you know, they buy one of these, they drop it. They're still going to have it. You might, you yeah. might put a scratch on it. You might put a small dent in it, um, but it's still going to function. It's still going to work just fine. Um, mm-hmm. You can't break them. It's very, you'd have to run it over with a semi to, to break it. Right. Um so that's great for the consumer. It's horrible for the glass shop where they depend on you breaking your device, yeah. uh, you know, once a year and coming in and dropping another three, four hundred dollars on another one. So, I, I it was kind of two pronged. Number one, once somebody owns this base, uh, we're coming out with a ton of new tops. Right? I have uh, I just added uh, six more are getting added to the website this week. Um, so you can come back and you can buy more necks that match the base. You know, we'll do special yeah, ones. Accessories for, at this point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, it gets people coming back to buy new new tops, uh, but also it gets that it's going to get that customer back into that store, into that um, retailer more often than they would just that once a year when they broke their glass bong. They're going to be looking for that new cool design. While they're they're gonna they're gonna pick up some rolling papers. They're gonna pick up you know a new lighter, uh, you know any other kind of ancillary items that come along yeah. with going into a smoke shop. So that was the other portion of it is I wanted to make sure that the the smoke shops out there uh, weren't thinking, oh my god, I'm selling this indestructible device and now I'm never gonna get another sale again. I wanted to make sure that uh, I had the necks are inexpensive. You know they, they're gonna retail between thirty five and forty dollars. Oh, uh, so you don't fair. have to say, yeah, you don't have to save up, you know, uh, six months uh, to buy yourself a new a new device <laughs> and have it look all different. You can buy a new one and then you can change it back to the one you had before. And maybe next season you do, I don't know, shamrock leaves on it or you know some four twenty something or other. You know, anything yeah. you want. Whatever so you need the for idea your is selfie. Could, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So. Um, you know, that's that that those two reasons are, are why I made it modular, um, and yeah, that's the gist of it. That's I did it for I did it for the consumers, basically. Yeah. That's what it is: the artists and the consumers. I love it. I love it. So, is there like a like? Do you have like a certification that these artists have to go through? Is this like the made for iPhone program where no. you know no. they need to certify as a you know as a chill glass blower meet specs and no. No. My, uh, there, I don't, I don't expect anything from them. Um, I don't like, like this girl that's doing those designs that I just showed you. Uh, I just sell her, I just sell to her at a wholesale price and she does her art and she charges what she wants for them. And I don't expect anything in return for it. Uh, and that's, that's how awesome. it's always, that's how it's always going to be. Um, you know, the bread and the bread and butter for me is the, is the base portion, uh, the, the tops, the, the glass pieces in between, I'm going to make sure that, uh, you know, it, actually it is open source. If you want the PDF files to connect to this thing with anything you want uh, to the base of this, you know, um, I'll send you the PDF file and you can go crazy, do whatever you want. I, I, I you know, the bigger, the bigger the community, the better. Uh, that's the way, I, that, that's the way I see it. That's great. So where do you find the artists that want to make, you know, accessories for this? Etsy. I just, I, right. really, I just do, I do a search on Etsy. I look for the, all the people that are doing the tumblers. Um, I have like a, an, a ridiculous tumbler collection, obviously, because I created, helped create a water bottle brand. <laughs> um, so I have hundreds and hundreds of bottles, but uh, I still order them from these artists, you know, just because they do custom really cool work. Some um, of them are so, incredible. The work yeah. that some of these creators do is absolutely incredible. Yep. Yep. And I, I love them, you know, and I'll, I'll, you know, I, they do them at the, at the farmer's markets uh, here in uh, Fort Collins. You'll see them at some of the farmer's markets and I'll, no matter what, I'll buy one. I'll find one that I, that I even semi like and buy one just to support the, the community. But uh, um, 
I forgot where I was going with that. Basically, so you just go into Etsy and like, but oh, order Etsy, one yeah. and then say thank you, it. or you like slide into their DMs. Like, <laughs> what happened? No, I basically slide into their DMs. I've gotten banned from Etsy for with a few email addresses <laughs> reaching out to people, but essentially, I look for people that are making anything cannabis related. You know, if I see an artist has yeah. done like some cannabis leaves on a cup, I'll reach out to them and say, "Hey, you know, uh, there's a whole other medium here that you can that you can put your work on." And, uh, and, you know, a bunch of them have, uh, have been very receptive and, and have done some great work. Awesome. Um, were they, uh, do you ever have any challenges doing that other than getting banned from Etsy, being put in Etsy jail? Um, are there any challenges to finding creators that way? No, no. I mean, I'd love to find more. I don't have much time to, uh, honestly, like we're, I mean, I'm, we're a startup, so. My, my days are ridiculously full. Um, but when I, when I get a second or two, usually it's when I'm uh, uh, laying in bed and my wife has fallen asleep and I finally get some time to just do some hunting, essentially. Uh, that's when I get time to do it. So, uh, yeah, it's not, it's, not really, it's not really difficult. The hardest part about it is, I think, uh, because we're a startup and nobody knows the brand yet, they're kind of just like, okay, what's the scam? Because I'd say... Three quarters of the people that I've reached out to, like they're like, okay, so where's the scam part? <laughs> you know, that's that's where they get to. They're like, okay, and this I, all sounds really great and everything, but wh- you know, what's where's the part where you're going to rob me? Uh, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And I'm like, isn't that you sad? Know, I, yeah, that's it's sad. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I usually all these artists that I've started working with, I send them a free couple units to get started, so they can see if they can even work on on it. Um, you know, and and they just, you know have fun with it. Yeah. That's so cool. So what's the future of chill? Like what's your, whatever you can share at least. Sure. Yeah. What, like what's next? Yeah. So, uh, so chill has, we have a whole bunch of new cool products and well, really accessories coming out. Um, ice cube trays are about to hit. Um, you know how, uh, when you drink uh, whiskey, they have the giant ice cubes because they last longer. Well, I, we designed an ice cube tray where the ice cubes are extra large, but they'll still fit perfectly in the opening of the top of the chill. Um, so it'll make your ice last even longer. Uh, not wow. that it needs to. I mean, we did. Uh, we just did. Uh, uh, we sponsored the first uh, consumption event, uh, consumption lounge at a music festival on the East Coast, which was at Lockin. Uh, Lockin. It's kind of like a jam band festival uh, in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. And we were able to execute with, uh, we partnered, actually, I should say I partnered with Willie's Reserve. It was really Willie's Reserve uh, was the one that, that did the lounge. And we partnered with them uh, and put some chills out in that, in that lounge. And we put ice in them. At, it was like, it was the best test I've, I've had to, to date. We put ice at them at 9, at 9 a.m. It was got up to 105 degrees that day. Um, it was sunny. Sunshine sh- was shining on them all day. Uh, you know, they got used all day at a festival, all night at a festival, abused like you wouldn't believe. Obviously, it's a festival, right? Mm-hmm. Next morning, we came in. We were like, okay, let's get some fresh ice in there. Picked them all up. Every single one of them had at least some ice left in them. Wow. So, yeah. So, you know, we were all kind of like, well, I, even even I was like, well, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but the, but with these, with these new ice cubes, it'll go even longer than that. Like, I think you can probably... Like a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. I think you can get hit hit two days easy, probably forty eight hours with with these new with these new ice cubes. Um, obviously, you know, it's going to be subjective to humidity levels and all those yeah. things. But I mean, uh, probably I by then you'd be changing out water, especially if it's like yeah. a festival things like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I have uh, we have ash catchers, which this one's super dirty because it's my ash. So this is an ash catcher with a little chill logo on it. Kind of see. Um, This just helps keep your device clean. Um, So this catches all of the debris um, and ashes before it makes it into the device itself. So it just keeps it a little cleaner. Um, We have uh, all the percolators, like all the glass pieces that I was telling you about. So like here's a double perk. There's single perks. You can connect this as many high as you want. You You can make huge, huge, you know, seven foot bongs if you wanted to with it. Um, We have lids coming out so this will this is uh kind of a prototype but this will be a lid 
that screws into it, into the base part. So you'll be able to basically fill it up with ice water, uh, put your lid on, and there's a cap that goes over the second hole. That's the part that we're in the middle of designing right now. And you'll be able to throw it in your backpack or you know wherever you want, and in your luggage, wherever you're going. Yeah. Arrive there 12 hours later and have nice cold bonkets, right? So um, those are coming it out. It needs a carabiner think, on it so I can like put it on my yep. on my backpack while I'm hiking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's coming out. Um, we have, I can't, uh, there's, how much can I say about that? We have we have we're we have a million dollar chill in the works. Let me put it that way. It's and, and I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure if it's going to come to fruition, and that's why I don't want to say too much about it. But there's a there's a jeweler involved. There's a famous person involved, and you know that might be that might be coming out eventually here. Um, I think we'll so. We might like, have to have a second episode. I want to yeah, talk about that. The million dollar uh, the million dollar bong. Um, yeah, as far as chill goes, there's just, a, I mean, there's so many accessories that even before I launched, I have them doodled uh, that I'll be giving my uh, my designers. Really, it's just a matter of, of working capital right now because the business uh, uh, exploded so fast. All of my all of my R and D capital went into inventory to supply the demand. So um, you know, I just have tons and tons of inventory uh, on order on the water. Which means being shipped, you know, from from overseas to here. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of my all of my funds are tied up in that right now. So I have very little for the R and D. Our my big, you know, chill is is going to be a part of this incubator that we started soon here. Um, so really, chill is chill. It's going to be an amazing brand with a whole bunch of uh, a bunch of new products that come along with it. Um, but even more exciting than that is the incubator where we're helping all these individual entrepreneurs bring their own brands to market. So that's that's a, a lot of, I'd say 50% of my focus right now, uh, if not more, probably more like 75% right now is on the is on the incubator and helping and helping these other people out right now. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all that. So that's the end of the questions I have. I want to make sure that I leave a couple of minutes. I want to ask, is there anything that you want to convey based on the first conversation you had and then the conversation today that you want to touch on that we haven't talked about? Um, yeah, you know, I can't really, I don't know. I'm not good with these things, you know, thinking about, <laughs> thinking, thinking about the past isn't something I do much. <laughs> to be quite honest. I'm always, uh, I'm always in the future. Uh, you know, that's how, that's, that's just where my brain always is. So honestly, the last I've done, uh, you know, four or five interviews and a couple of podcasts um, since that last one. So I, uh, to be yeah, that's totally okay. transparent, I don't recall. I don't re- even recall. So from what we've talked about today, is there anything that you want to make sure that you hit home that we, we capture? And if it, if it's a no, that's fine. We can. Um, can yeah, I don't think so. I fine. mean, the biggest thing for me is, is, is that we want that, you know, if if you're a cannabis entrepreneur and you uh, need help bringing your uh, product to market, um, then I'd love to help you. And uh, just you can reach us through budsfeed.com, um, and and we'll get you started down the right path. Uh, so that's probably the most important thing. Um, and then aside from that, uh, you know, just be on the lookout for all the cool new finishes and and et cetera of the of the chill. I'd love to be able to share my screen with you so I could show you uh, the booth. Um, Maybe I'll just send you, I'll, send, I'll shoot you, yes. I'll email you a bunch of pictures. Yeah, email, text, whatever. Send them over. I, um, yeah. I am going to have you say that one more time though. So, Rich, thank you so much for talking with me today. It was so nice uh, learning about you and the company and the product, especially the product. How can folks learn more about you, the company, and of course, the incubator? For for the chill, uh, it's just chill.store is going to be the website. And you can see what we have available now. And obviously, keep an eye out because we're going to be bringing on a whole bunch of new accessories and, and finishes, fun finishes. As far as the incubator goes, if you're an ancillary cannabis entrepreneur and you need help, um, we absolutely love helping people. And you can find us uh, through budsfeed.com. That's B-U-D-S-F-E-E-D.com. Um, you can seed what they call seed your item there. And uh, and we're very communicative uh, through that through that platform. And uh, we'd yeah, love to have your products there. 
Rich is amazing. If you need some cold water flavor in your smoking apparatus, or if you're a budding entrepreneur in the cannabis space, go to chill.store. That's C-H-I-L-L dot S-T-O-R-E. Objects is a Ship Hero product produced by Matt Schmiel. Theme music by Yeti Music. If you have an object you want us to profile, send a note to me, your host, John Joaquin, to pitch at shiphero.com. I promise to read every pitch that comes in. We're always on the lookout for a new object to cover. To get more info and episode details and more links to the stuff that we talk about, visit shiphero.com slash objects. Until next episode, take care, be safe, and stay curious.